0: the splendor of
1: I think think we could do a little better than that. How many believe that God is great this morning? That he's awesome? That he's incredible? The Bible says he's full of grace and truth. And I need both of those things this morning. God bless you. Good morning. I hopefully you've been having a great morning so far. We're so glad that you're here on Sunday morning to worship the Lord and be with God's people today. Wanted to make an announcement really fast if we could. If you are new to our church or you've been coming and you're kind of not sure, maybe you've been coming for a while and, and you just need connection or maybe you just want to meet. Uh, The pastors, there's a meet and greet as soon as this service is over. Right in the conference room, right out here, they'll direct you to meet and greet and free food. Somebody say amen. Amen. There's just free food right there. And and we want to get to know you and meet you and uh, just make sure that, that we, our relationship gets strong. And so we believe this with all of our heart that if you are visiting here or you're trying this church out, This isn't an arrogant statement in any way, shape, or form. We just believe, we pray that you're home. We believe that you found a church that you can get involved in, that your families can get involved in. The the kids that you have are cared for. The youth that you have are cared for. You, You, if you're a young adult, cared for. There's ministries all through this church because we care about people. Can anybody just say praise God that people matter, families matter? And you matter. You matter. You matter to us. So we're so glad that you're here. God bless you. Welcome. Would we get out in the aisle, shake hands, and welcome one another into God's house this morning?
0: This joy that I have, world did give to me. This joy,
2: this joy that I have, world did give to me.
3: This joy. I'm yeah.
0: Go all the way through. Somebody told me my buddy Warren is here. Warren, where you at? Just raise your hand. Right there. Praise the Lord. I went to visit Warren in the hospital, and we had a connection. And God has given him healing and brought him through. Lord, I praise you for that. I give you glory, Lord. And I told him, I said, I'm going to pray for you, but you've got to promise me one thing. You got to come see me in church. And so, praise the Lord. I knew he was going to make it.
2: Hallelujah.
4: you along with me lift your hands this morning and just honor the presence of the Lord and thank Him for that ultimate, once for all sacrifice. We thank you, Lord. We honor your presence here today. We honor you, Lord Jesus, for the blood that was shed for us at Calvary's cross, taking on the sin, all sin, for all mankind. We are washed this morning because of that afternoon. We thank you this morning and we give you praise. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? As you hold the elements of communion in your hands this morning, we go back to over 2,000 years to when Jesus was sitting with his disciples. He looked at them and he wanted to give them something that they would never forget. And guess what? It worked because here we are this morning and we're still remembering you see Jesus wanted to institute something for the church that would cause us to never get in our own flesh and think that salvation or forgiveness or righteousness would ever be something that you and I could earn or get good at how many of you know this morning we are saved but only by the blood of Jesus Christ. He didn't forgive you because you're good enough, because you worked hard enough, because you were perfect. He didn't forgive you because you deserved it. You may think you're all that, but you weren't. He forgave you and I because he loved us. He brought redemption into your life, not because you serve the community or because you pay your tithe or because you're just a good guy or a good lady. You and I have forgiveness this morning because of his blood sacrifice and because he lives, we are forgiven we are loved this morning how many yeah. of you know you are loved today Hallelujah! you come to him on the basis of love alone and that's amazing grace the bible talks to us and takes us back to that night you know in it in first corinthians chapter 11 it talks about that night paul writing about that night but he tells us he says hey anyone who takes communion unworthily is guilty of the body and the blood of christ He says, so let a man examine himself, and then so let him eat. So what I want us to do for just a moment, if we can, is obey the word of God that says, hey, don't treat this carelessly. People treat religion carelessly. Have you ever noticed that? They treat, you know, their religious traditions and their religious stuff, they treat it very carelessly. But not this. So we're going to stop and do exactly what the word says and that's for a moment examine our hearts ready yourself prepare yourself for taking communion today and remembering what christ has done for you would you do that paul said in verse 23 for i have received of the lord that which also i delivered unto you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread when he had given thanks he broke the bread and he said take and eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me they ate Lord we thank you for your body we thank you for leaving the throne of God literally coming to this earth gaining no reputation living Lord as a man without a home we thank you that you didn't come in a palace you didn't come in a cherub you didn't come in an exalted position but you came as a lowly servant you were a king but you lived like a pauper Raised in a carpenter's home, we thank you for for identifying with us, with man, living a sinless and perfect life and giving your body to be broken to carry all the sin of the world. We thank you for the body, and we remember. And after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This Do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ this morning? We thank you for the remission of sins. We thank you that we've been washed, that we've been cleansed. That, Lord, that blood sacrifice, although it was a crucifixion, it was death. It was brutal. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we were healed. But we're thankful that he paid that price. The Bible says, "For the wages of sin is death," but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus paid the price. you honor him right now with your hands lifted all over this house lord we thank you we honor you this morning we bless your name and we remember lord we'll not get off in ourselves we'll not start to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to We'll we'll not start to think we can do this thing or our righteousness is because of our goodness or because of our good work lord there is none righteous no not one our righteousness is as filthy rags before you we thank you that the blood of jesus christ cleanses us the righteousness that's been given to us through christ we honor you we thank you for that gift we are nothing without you but with you we are sons and daughters of god we honor you this morning and we thank you in the name of jesus christ amen amen everyone together let's clap our hands and give honor and worship to jesus hallelujah
0: You have need of prayer today we would like to invite you the staff is coming to pray for you we believe that God is the healing we put all of our trust in you you form my every moment, calm my rage and walk with me through fire Healed all my disease, I trust in you, oh, yeah. I trust
4: We give you glory, Lord, all the honor, Jesus. This is a time for us to just stop for a moment i want us to pray for some special needs that we have here today we have keith keith hensley right here many of you know over the weekend we lost sister melissa beckett in her 40s melissa went way too soon we would consider but how many of you know we trust the lord this morning he has a plan but melissa went on to be with the lord Keith is her fiancé and her two boys are here with us today. We love these boys. How many of you know these boys, they're, they're just part of our church family right here today. They're part of our church family. But I want them, guys, if you wouldn't mind, and Gabe, would you come with them? I want them to come to the altar. Keith, I want you to come meet us down here. Nate and Gabe, if you'd come, thank you. Cameron, you come with them. boys will break your heart we love them amen Amen. as you know they lost their father not too long ago Danny Beckett it was part of our congregation and now they've lost mom but they're going to be all right I've assured them they're going to be just fine this is where the church comes together and the church becomes the church can I get an amen the church becomes the church and I want these boys to know we love them Keith we love you we know that you're devastated you were going to get married this year to sister Melissa we are going to believe right now for God to touch these boys I want you to stretch your hands towards this altar I want us to, to pray over them protection over them the angels of God to be with them the power of the Holy Ghost to order and direct their every step They're going to be just fine, and God's in control. So we thank you, Lord, this morning. We ask you to touch these boys, to be with them. Let them sense and know this church loves them. God, that we're here for them. We are their family, and we honor you today, God. And we'll be with them every step of the way. And Lord, I pray over them strength and peace and the love and the comfort of the Holy Ghost to be with them in the name of Jesus. We love them, and God, we thank you that you're going to make a way. Lord, you're going to help them to be just fine. They're going to make it through this. You touch Keith and minister to his broken heart. Lord, to the loss in his own heart, I thank you for strength today. Be with them through the difficult days that are ahead. And God will honor you and will praise you and thank you because we trust you. And Lord, we give you glory for it all. And we'll lean upon you now as never before in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: They're
4: staying with one of our families in the church and and doing well, very, very well looked after, and God's going to keep his hand on them. There'll be a lot of different people involved in in what happens from here on out, but we're going to be very prayerful, aren't we? These boys are going to be just fine. I told them I'm good for a Big Mac and a chocolate shake this week, so I'm going to spend some time with them, and I'm thankful for the Mays family that is looking after them. How many of you are going to promise to pray for them every day? Every day. Amen. Thank you. Please remember Keith as well in our prayers. Keith, we love you. We, We can't imagine how you feel this morning. We want you to know we're here for you as well. You're not alone in this. You have a church family, and we love you. We also have need to pray for other families that have lost loved ones. Everett Smith passed away. This is Sherry Smith's father-in-law. We wanna pray for for the family and just others that we'll have this week. We wanna continue to remember the, the families that are going through, it seems like so many, happened over the last couple of months but let's just continue to remember all of these families how many of you have a special need that you want recognized this morning amen so father we come to you now we pray for every need right in the middle of this service lord as many have come forward to be prayed for we're asking you now to minister to the needs of those who are standing in this congregation touch the hearts of those that have lost loved ones be with them touch them by your mighty holy spirit let them sense and feel the power of God comforting them and being with them you promised you'd be an undergirding strength so we lean upon you today and we thank you we give every need to you and we thank you for them being met in the name that is above every name the name of Jesus Christ
0: just give the Lord a moment we don't always have that connection that we have between our heart and the Lord. A lot of people like related to singing or music. Music is the tool we use to get there. But our worship is that connection that we have, that spiritual connection where God speaks to us and where we speak to Him. We pray God. Make me a May the fire of
5: my own never burn out.
0: Give me fresh fire. Yes. Give me fresh fire, Lord. Give me fresh fire,
3: Lord.
0: Fresh fire. Just like the day on Pentecost, Lord, give me fresh fire, Lord.
3: Give me fresh fire,
0: Lord. Give me fresh fire, Lord. May the fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. May the fire of my altar. Never burn out. They'll never burn
2: out. Lord, make me a house. Make me a house.
5: Hallelujah. So thankful for his presence here this morning. A lot of people may not understand the presence of God. It's not something that we just call down. It's just him honoring his word. It's because he said that he inhabits the praise of his people. Y'all said wherever two or three are gathered in his name, that he's right there amongst them. I'm one that came in his name. Is there anyone else here that came in his name this morning? Hallelujah. Well, that's just enough for him to be here with us. Hallelujah. Well, as a house of prayer this morning that we are a corporate house of prayer we're gonna pray his will in his presence he asked his people to pray for the peace and prosperity of Israel and the wonderful thing about that is that he also says that those who bless Israel will be blessed I want our nation here to be blessed don't you I want our pastor to be blessed I want our church to be blessed I want our families here to be blessed and our children to be blessed So we're going to pray his will and his presence this morning, if that's okay with you. Let's bow our heads in reverence this morning. Father, we honor you, and we're so thankful for your presence that's here this morning. We're thankful, Lord, that you would choose to be amongst us and that you would honor your word. Lord, that you would fill us in this place. Lord, we pray your will this morning. We pray for the nation of Israel. We pray that you would be with your people. We pray for their peace and their prosperity. You would protect their borders, Lord. Lord, that your will would be done through them in these last days. When, as we pray for them, we also pray for our nation here, the United States. We pray for our leaders. Lord, we pray for our families. We pray for our churches. We pray pray for our children, Father. Lord, that you would raise up a nation that would be on fire for you, that altars of prayer would be lit up in homes all across this nation. And that people would lift your name on high, Father, because you're worthy to be praised. In the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen and amen.
4: get the privilege of introducing you this little guy we've been praying for him for months he's up all the way from Florida and uh, this is Mary Dunn's grandson Uh, her daughter-in-law Jennifer Parker is here and this is little Toby Roger Parker he's asleep (laughs) and I would like to introduce him and show him off for this family today we have been praying for this boy oh a picture We've been praying for this boy for months, and we're so happy to see him up visiting today. And he's obviously at peace in the presence of God. Amen. Beautiful little boy. Mary, congratulations. Jennifer, good job. somebody out there said i want one <laughs> also want to uh I, a few moments ago my mind went went to mars and back jason we love you we know you lost your father yesterday and we're praying for you been praying for you all evening and into this morning first service we prayed for you and we want to pray for you in this service as well we love you man You know, the Bible says we don't sorrow like the world does, it says we sorrow, but we don't sorrow like those who have no hope. We know that we'll see our loved ones again, won't we? So many of us have lost our loved ones. We know we're looking forward to that day. So we live for the day that we're all reunited again in the presence of God.
2: I believe we have a meet
4: and greet after service today. If you're new and as they've already mentioned and and you've been around uh, all three to six months and you want to have a little fellowship and some refreshments, it's worth it just for that alone. Uh, Come by and talk with us and uh, let us just have a little conversation and a connection with you. We would love that. Also, Oasis is having a fundraiser luncheon on Sunday, June 25th. This is in raising money for our national teen talent competitors. How many of you are proud of our young people? They're going to national teen talent. Amen. We're so proud of them. And they're going to be representing us at the national level, not just our church, but the state of Ohio as well at the national competition in several categories. So uh, you can get your tickets. They're selling those for six bucks. I believe you can get them at the information desk in the uh, new building. Also, um, uh, let me see. The enjoy the luncheon with fellowship in the family life center and that's on june 25th also there's a bake sale out here today that's for teen talent i mean these people mean to make their money they're doing everything they can to raise their funds and i'm proud of them for that vacation bible school is coming and it's coming differently than it's ever been here before on july 24th through the 28th coming up next month six o'clock to 8:30 p.m in the evening you can sign up to be a volunteer or register your children on Facebook is an online registration or you can contact Missy Osborne so that's it's gonna be fun Vacation Bible School we've never I don't remember the last time we've done it in the evening we're gonna try that this year and so we look forward to every one of you who are getting off work at five o'clock becoming a volunteer for Vacation Bible School amen all right our ushers are coming to serve you and as they do today you know we're ready in our hearts to worship the Lord with our gifts. Thank you for those who are faithful to pay your tithe and to give to our building project and the different places that you invest your time and your money in offerings to God. The loose offering always goes, and I like to explain this often because some folks don't know, especially new folks, that in our our loose offering at this service and in the first service at nine o'clock, which by the way, you'd be so proud of that service you might notice you have a little more room that's because a whole bunch of them have went over there this morning they looked about like you do and uh, it was awesome that we're kind of hitting like an even kind of split and it's starting to work out great to give you a little room so that we as a church can continue to grow the idea behind the the nine o'clock and eleven o'clock service doing a mirrored service and i want to say special thank you i've been doing this for 28 years but y'all are just now into it for a couple of months and I want to say a special appreciation to our band, to our choir, and to all of them. Because they sound just as dynamic at 9 o'clock as they do at 11 o'clock. And I'm thankful for the sacrifice and all that they're doing. Amen. So welcome to my world. It <laughs> said so We've been doing this for 28 years, getting here. But they, they, I know they've got to be wore out and tired a lot of the time but they give selfishly, selflessly, not selfishly, selflessly and they give of their time and they worship and boy I want to say it even though it was said earlier this choir absolutely last Sunday night blew it out at the camp meeting. They did an amazing job. I was sitting there and I promise you I lost a button. I mean I was just so proud. And I was like wanting to stand up. Well, I was actually, I jumped up there and sang with them. Same but with I, uh, I jumped up there. I wanted to be counted right alongside of them. They did such an amazing job. And I was so proud of them. And just thankful. I'm thankful for Gary Turner. Aren't you? Our minister of music. Thankful for him. Love you. He led the worship every night. And I'm going to tell you, he outdid himself and all the teams that they had probably one of the very best camp meetings i have been in in years the worship was explosive the power of god fell in that place unbelievable every night it was unbelievable i'm sorry if you missed it i hope some of you got to watch online but boy there was nothing like being there and in that house it was so amazing god really truly blessed and i'm looking forward to next year already so i encourage you make plans to try to attend camp meeting because it was amazing amazing with that said our ushers are ready to, to serve you and we thank them for their their time and their their work they also come early and they're here at nine o'clock so we're just in appreciation mode would you help me appreciate the ushers today who give up their time amen this is appreciation day I'm very thankful for all of them, all of our sound, all of our video, all of the people who give, the people in nursery and children's church and all, my goodness, there's a whole complete, there's hundreds of people that are working at that first service at nine o'clock and they're all giving their time. I'm so thankful for them, which, by the way, Nicole would love for me to invite you to be a part of our volunteer team. If you are not yet serving and found a place to serve in the church, then we want you to find your place how many of you know we believe in attending one, serve one, attend one, serve one find some place for you to serve in this church and that uh, will be much appreciated. Father we come to you, we thank you we honor you and we bless you. Lord now in this loose offering we want to honor our missionaries. We give this money Lord not just to to receive an offering but to meet a need in their lives all around the world The many countries the many different ministries that we support with this loose offering we thank you god that we're able to be used to bless them would you touch and minister to every need every country every missionary and use us today to do that so we ask it all in the name of jesus christ thankful for every gift for all of those who are obedient to pay their tithe in jesus name amen Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? Our scripture text this morning is from 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. If you have your Bibles, or they'll have that on the screen for you. We're going to read the word of God today. The message entitled, Make Me a Spiritual House. Make me a spiritual house. As I was at the camp meeting this week, I was blown away by the messages. Every night, just touched my heart, I was so refreshed, and God moved in such a wonderful way in every service. It was good for me as a pastor to go to church. I loved going to church, and boy, every night the Word of God was so powerful and so wonderful. It touched my life, and I kept saying, God, where are we going? What are we doing? What are you doing with us? Our revival was so wonderful, and now camp meeting has been awesome. Lord, what are you doing? And the Lord spoke into my spirit, and he says, I'm building me a house. I'm building me a house. So I started humming that song. Lord, make
3: me a house. Make me
4: a house of prayer. Then I changed it, and I started saying, Lord, make me a spiritual house. Lord, make me a spiritual house, a spiritual house, I pray. Then I said, Lord, I want to be a house of power. I want to be a house of holiness. I want to be a house of a servant, Lord. I want to be a house of praise, Lord. Make me a house, make me a house of prayer, a house of prayer, a spiritual house, a house of power, a house of that holiness that God gives us through Jesus Christ. The way that his love guides and directs and keeps us in all of our ways. I want to be an example. I want to be that city set on a hill. I want to be a light in the darkness. Do you? Do you have that desire this morning? Are you you a Christian? Are you a, a church in name only? Or are you really experiencing the encounter of Jesus Christ in your life? Then you will pray that prayer with me this morning. Lord, make me a spiritual house. Word of God, 1 Peter chapter 2. I ain't gonna. Somebody said I make you stand too much. I'm gonna let you sit down in a moment. I heard the laughter. All right, I stand up the whole time. Why can't you? (laughs) Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn. babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. King James says that the Lord is good. Coming to him as to a living stone, how many of you know the word of God and our Savior is alive and well. A living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through, say it with me, Jesus Christ. Therefore it is also contained in the scripture Behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect and precious who he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame Therefore to you who believe he is precious but to those who are disobedient the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense they stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also, they also were appointed. How many of you know God loves all people? God wants us to understand his power and the work that he's doing in us. Not only collectively, but understand that you and I are the church. You are the church. I always say it, and you hear me say it quite often. I'll say, the church is not dismissed. And you guys get it, but a lot of new people are always just like. Oh, no, we're going round two. Oh, my goodness. The church is not dismissed. I always say the church is simply leaving the building. We are the church. Look at somebody and say, you are the church. Father, we ask your blessings on the word of God. Challenge us by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask your words to touch us and to change us. That move us into a place where you and we are growing and we are more deeply rooted than we've ever been in all of our lives. Make us a spiritual house. And Lord, we ask collectively that you would touch the Osborne family. Be with them. In this prayer, we're asking you to touch Jason, touch Missy, touch Natalie, touch their home, Jason's mom. Be with them and touch them today. Comfort them and strengthen them. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You can be seated. Make me a spiritual house. Make me the real deal. As we're praying and I, as I'm listening over this last week at the camp meeting, blown away by the messages, blown away by what God was, was speaking into my own heart, refreshing my spirit, I was moved by it. And I thought, Lord, where do we go this week? And he was like, as I mentioned, he, he says, I'm building a house, building my church, getting my church ready. The church. You know, many different places all throughout the world, the church is described in many different ways. A lot of folks like to limit God, but man, if you look at the word of God, Charlie, he's, he's pictured and painted the Word, the, the church to be something beautiful all throughout the word. In many places you'll find that the church is described as an army. An army, spiritual warfare, doing the work of God, literally moving throughout this world. We're called to be a spiritual warrior. We're called to do that. If you don't know that yet, if you thought you're just called to come and and do your duty every Sunday and just go to church and not really affect much change wherever you go. How many of you know the culture around our community is supposed to be changed by the church? Everywhere you go, wherever you work, you're supposed to be changing the culture. The atmosphere where you work, where you sit, your office, where you eat lunch, where you, where you move in your community, what organizations you're part of, those things are supposed to change because you're there. Did you know that? Yeah. I love that. His, keep his amen in the speakers, I like it. You're supposed to change the culture everywhere you are. We're called to be an army. We're co- the church is pictured as an army. It's pictured as a family. We're brothers and sisters and joint heirs with Jesus Christ as our elder brother. We're considered to be a family. We call each other. Now When I was growing up, I, I didn't dare call you by your right name. I, I wouldn't call you by your first name. I wouldn't even call you Mr. or Mrs. When I grew up, it was brother and sister so-and-so. I mean, you were, you were sister boyer. You know, and that's all you were. I, didn't, I even wrote a letter one time to a lady named Sister White. She had given me a birthday card, and so I wrote a letter, and on the outside, I, I, I addressed it to her address in Vandalia, Ohio, and I put Sister White, because I didn't know what else to call her. I didn't know. I, Sister Nation, Sister Trent, Sister, remember Sister Gracie Harris. I, I, Sister Harris. We, we grew up like that. I, I would, I'd call, you know, a brother, even to this day, you know, Brother Sergeant will say, "Ray, we're, we're working together now, call me Lane. I'm like, "Ah, I can't." <laughs> to this day, I'm close friends with him, very close. We, we spend a lot of time together, but when I talk to him, I'm like, "Brother Sergeant, how are you, Sister Sergeant? How are you?" They always just laugh at me. But I've just grown up that way. I, that's all I ever knew. We're a family. We're family together. And that, that's something that the, the Word of God describes the church as. Bible also describes the church as a bride, the bride of Christ, the beautiful bride, the spotless beautiful bride waiting for the groom, the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're excited that we are the bride of Christ as the church. So many beautiful, beautiful places. It's described beautifully and intimately in such a nice and and a comforting way, a loving way. We're also pictured. As a body, in Ephesians, the Bible talks about us being fitly joined together, one part, many, many members. We're all together as one, we're one body moving and working together all throughout. The body is the church, described as an army, described as a bride, described as a family, described as a body. And yes, we're even described as a building. Jesus being the chief cornerstone, the foundation stone that builds all of the walls. He, he is the, the rock that the church is built upon. When we understand and look at all the different ways, God is telling us that the church is a powerful movement. The, po- the church is a, a powerful statement from heaven. When Jesus went away, he told told his disciples, he said in John chapter 14 verse 12, he said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Now, that wasn't saying that we were going to do greater works than Christ had done. What that meant was that we were going to do the same kind of works he did, the same miracles that he did. I mean, he did raise people from the dead. I really don't know how we could do anything greater than that, except that worldwide we would raise many. So it wasn't about the quality of the miracles, it was about the quantity. The body of Christ moving all over the world together causes us to do greater works. God means for us to be busy. He means for us not to be pew sitters, but to be people who are priests. We're priests. You know, much like the priest that took care of the temple, the sacrifices there, we're to be offering up sacrifices unto God that are acceptable to Him. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. A living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service, an acceptable service. We are to be about the Father's business in all that we do, this church. It's pictured as a building. It's pictured as a body, as a bride, as a family, and as an army. And in each of those instances, we need to be busy. We need to be busy in spiritual warfare. As a matter of fact, as an army, we should be advancing. The enemy line we should be moving invading enemy territory we we prayed up here i don't want to embarrass sister peggy but we had a little spiritual warfare going on in the altar this morning for for a a very important need in her life And, and we were i didn't feel like we were just praying as a body and i was being supportive and praying nurturing love over her situation no we were doing business we were advancing as an army we were in spiritual warfare you know how to pray as a spiritual warfare and you know how to do that in prayer do you know how to get a hold of the power of god in your life for your children do you know how to get a hold of god when there's stuff going on and there's things the enemy's trying to? the bible says he walks around as a lion roaring you know as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour are you busy are you able to pray down the power of god or do you just trust that whatever circumstances are going to happen because you are just a religious person let me tell you something god meant When he left and went to the right hand of the father he meant for the church to be empowered he said go to jerusalem there tarry until you be endued with power from on high but you shall acts 1 and 8 receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you wouldn't give you two cents for a christian walking around that had nothing but enough religion to make him miserable i'm looking for enough to make me real make me powerful and, and a threat to the enemy I want to be a threat to the enemy. I'm part of the army of God. I'm part of the spiritual warfare that's going on. There is a battle line that was drawn. The day that Jesus won and went down into hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave, he came up out of there giving the church authority to go against the work of the enemy. The enemy would no longer have dominion. He would no longer be in charge. He would not affect the kingdom work on the earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven somebody say amen. amen that's what we're doing we're affecting change wherever we go I mean if, I, if I'm anything I, I like to think I'm, I'm an in, I try to inspire I try to, to uh, you we see coaches who do this I I want to be a coach to you I want to make sure you're not just sitting on the sidelines somewhere just waiting for the clock to run out we are looking for power when we when we pray when we move and when we advance we are the church we're an army as a family we should be nurturing and caring for one another we did that for these boys this morning we're doing that for families in our church when we pray for jason and his family we're we're nurturing as a family we're saying when you cry we cry when you laugh we laugh when you hurt we hurt we are wanting to be a part of the body of christ many of you have been through times i'll never forget the late night that i went over down to fairfield to be with liz and virgil on his last evening here on earth and i'll never forget the nurture and the care that i wanted i just wanted to fix it you know how many of you know that feeling of just wanting to fix it many other families in our church i'm looking at you while i'm speaking and you've gone through those kinds of troubles and we're not perfect, but we try our best to just be there for you. We want to be a family. But the Tony's getting ready to go through a very serious surgery. We're believing this surgery is going to bring him out and cause him to throw that walker away and be able to run and jump and holler and do everything he ever wanted to do before. We're a family. We're together in that. And we're going to pray for you. I want to pray before, with you before you leave today. As a bride, see the many facets and the many faces of the church, as a bride, he wants us to be loving. He wants us to have an unusual love. He wants us to forgive when others hurt us. He says, if they slap you on one side, turn the other one to them. It didn't mean turn and walk away from them. It meant turn that other cheek and say, give me your best shot. He wants, they ask for cloak, you give them, they ask for, well, I forget that what that is. <laughs> they ask for your coat, give them your whole thing, give them your whole coat and your scarf and your gloves and everything. He wants us to be unusual in our love, unusual. If you're not a kind, good person, then I wonder how much of Jesus you know. The Bible says that they'll know us by our love. It didn't say they would know you by what church you attend. It didn't say they'd know you by, by, by how much you pay in tithe. It didn't say they would know you by how often you serve the community, and all the good works that you do. No, the Bible says they will know you by your love. It's the identifier. I can tell you in five minutes, I I have a conversation with someone, I can tell you, I I I can outline for you whether that person has got the goods or not. Not because I'm judging, but because they're just oozing with love. Well, that's just not my personality. Then that's the problem, isn't it? You haven't taken on the personality of the one we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to be in the image, created in the image of God and in the image of His Son. We're supposed to look just like Jesus. Talk like Him, act like Him, walk like Him, react like Him, live like Him. That's the way we're supposed to be. So my suggestion would be get out of your personality and get in the altar and seek God's face until you start looking like your Savior because that's what He died to do. Creating you a new heart. you a new personality oh he'll work with your old one he'll get he'll let your talents and all your creativity he'll let that you know he'll use that and anoint that but all the important areas of your life will begin to shape and take the form of the savior the bride should be loving the body the body should be serving that's why i say attend one serve one you know if you're if you're someone who's been in the church 50 years and you've never found a place to serve then you're, you're you're missing joy you're missing strength you're missing a level and a depth with God that you've not yet discovered oh no brother I've listened to some mighty good preaching yeah but what good is it to become spiritually fat and do nothing with it oh, aren't I terrible I'm terrible I've seen some fat Christians, and I'm not talking disrespectful. I'm talking about fat spiritually. (laughs) Lord, I've come to receive. I just want to get. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Wasn't that a good service? You know, what, what, what is a good service? A good service? Well, we had a good service, didn't we? I don't understand that. I come here to give my worship. I've come here to serve others i i've come here to be the church i don't come in here wanting a good service that seems so selfish to me i've come to to minister to needs i've come to pray for a brother or sister i've come to to minister to others i and i did that long before i became a pastor that was my heart It, it was to To be, I come together with the body of Christ in order to worship. I've come here to meet with God. I've come here to give Him honor and glory and praise. I've come to lift up His name and to give Him all the honor. That's what I've come to do. I, I didn't come to receive. I didn't come to get from you, from anybody else. That's why it's good when I get to go to church... Like a camp meeting because there I can not only go to minister and to, to be a part of that body, but I'm also, man, I'm hearing the word and I'm hearing all these things that are, that are building me up and making me a stronger part of the body of Christ. The body should be serving. And as a building, we should be standing. We should be standing. So that when the enemy comes, we're... On the solid, Christ is our solid foundation built upon that rock. When Jesus looked at Peter and he was talking to his disciples and he said, Who do men say that I am? And all they jumped up, you're Elias. Some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're this prophet or that prophet. You're a teacher here, teacher there. All of them were jumping up. But it was Peter who stood up in the middle of that crowd. And Jesus looked at him and said, Oh, here he goes. Here goes Peter. He said, You are the Christ. The son of the living God. And when he said that, Jesus looked at him with, I think, a little bit of the fire in his eyes from Revelation. Started to come out and he said, blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. But my father, which is in heaven, And on that truth, upon that rock, your name, Peter, Cephas the rock, on that rock, I'm going to build my church. And the very gates of hell will not prevent her or prevail against her. Wow. And people want to come to church. Yeah. Excuse me, that's my pew. Thank you. I sit here every Sunday for 54 years. There ain't nobody like that. Liz, she thinks the best of everybody. I've seen people walk up to people. I've heard about people walking up to people and saying Could you get out of that seat, please? That's mine. (laughs) At Harlem Park, we used to have pillars on the pew, and they'd mark their space like a like a dog. (laughs) They'd just (laughs) mark their space. (laughs) I'm probably gonna be in trouble, Brother Gary, for saying that. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. We don't understand sometimes church is meant to be a powerhouse it's meant, meant to be an encounter it's meant to be man we're supposed to be like Cape Canaveral we come together it's supposed to be they're supposed to be rockets it's supposed now I'm not talking about being on the flesh and hanging from the chandeliers you know I love the moving of the spirit but I don't like crazy I don't like crazy I don't like weird I, how many of you know this I don't believe the Holy Ghost is weird I just don't I believe that he is powerful and there is a supernatural move to the spirit of god but i man i think that it to be like paul said done decently and in order you know and and, but when the power is moving and the spirit is there he's perfecting change in the lives of people and sometimes they don't know how to how to react i've been to many places i saw a lady one time on television won the lottery you'd have thought she was insane and needed medication But it was because man, something happened to her big and she was just celebrating. She didn't know how to react. She was going this way and this way. And I thought, well, she must've got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Just kidding. But people react differently when, when they've been touched by the power of God. I remember one night, man, years ago, about 25 years ago, I was standing right over here. The power of God was moving in the service and I literally felt the wired, energy the fire of God I felt like he was going down through my system and just burning everything out it was amazing I never had felt the power of God so strong I remember at one point I looked up and I said God I can't take anymore I don't know if you've ever been in that place many people would say oh I would just take the blessings if it killed me well I was sitting there and it literally was so overwhelming that I said God I can't take no more give my blessing oh give it to this guy I was like I, I can't take anymore so amazing the power of God I've been there when the powers moved I've been there I, I'm I'm one of the least I don't just stand back here and will you please turn to Psalm 64. I don't do that I'm a little wired and I'm a little you know energetic you know I know that. But I'll tell you, it's because the power of God, the supernatural, connects with the natural, and I just can't hardly stand it. It's it's an energy and a power that comes from heaven that makes me know that I know that I know he's real, he's on the throne, he's alive and well and moving in our midst. When we understand the supernatural power of Almighty God, that's when people get healed because their faith goes beyond the supernatural. And they realized, let me tell you what I saw. I saw something absolutely amazing yesterday. I could not believe it. I can't wait until I can walk her right up on stage with you. How many of you remember little Kathy Garrett who used to sing in the choir? Little Kathy, about two years ago, moved to Columbus. And she, when she left here, she had to go to Columbus because she had been given a diagnosis of stage four bladder cancer. She had lost down to 86 pounds. She had been given no hope. They were giving her radiation and chemotherapy. She had lost all of her hair. She had got down, like I said, 86 pounds. She was just boned. She couldn't, didn't have enough strength to even walk with her own she had to have a walker and a friend to walk with her and little kathy would sing up in the choir and she would just oh pastor oh i just love you so much i don't want to go to columbus i don't want to have to go to columbus but i got to go there for my doctors i got to go there for my treatments and she went up there and she's been gone well this I, i don't know you know we've kept up with her a little bit and she's been living up there she's attending another church and and she's doing real well and had found a good pastor in a good church in Columbus. And Well, here, here comes this lady up to me yesterday, Liz. And she walks right up to me and she taps me on the shoulder. And there was this fine lady all dressed up with pearls and rings on her fingers, and a necklace. And she had a big old round face. And she's looking at me and I, I said, hello. And she said, pastor, you don't know who I am. And I said, I said, no. And I'm looking right at her. And she said, I'm Kathy Garrett. She said, the Lord healed me of stage four cancer. (laughs) I took pictures. I got it in my phone. I got pictures of her. I took a whole bunch of them because I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what she looked like. I didn't even know her. I said, you look 20 years younger. You look like an unbeliever. I don't even know you. And she's laughing, and she's cackling, and she said, yeah, I can take you back to the moment the Lord touched my body. She goes, I remember the night he touched me. She goes, and it's been turning around ever since. She goes, I'm working on getting my license back. And when I do, I'm coming back down to Stratford Heights. She goes, I want to walk in that church and show them what prayer can do. The power of the church. Amen. Amazing. I saw her with my own eyes. I hugged her like 20 times. I kept hugging her. When I was leaving, I went over and hugged her again. I said, I'm sorry. I know I've hugged you so much. Come here. I hugged her again. I couldn't believe the miracle. that she was. I didn't even recognize her. She didn't even look like the same lady. Wait till you see her. I want to put a picture before and a picture after. And then I want you to see someone who was given a diagnosis of death, who has been brought to life through the power of the church I'm talking about. Jesus Christ, the rock, the one that is built. spiritual house he wants to make us a spiritual house he wants to make us his spiritual house the scripture that i read to you he wants us to be alive he wants us to be a powerhouse for him i mean jesus had an indictment against the church at sardis he wrote in revelation chapter 3 and verse 1 he said these things saith he that hath the seven spirits of god and the seven stars I know thy works that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. God help us this morning. There are many spiritually dead churches all over the world. My prayer as your pastor, our staff pastors, our prayer Is that we will not be named among them. I don't want to be like the church at Sardis. I want to be alive and well. I want to be a church on fire. I want to be a church that where he's looking for someone to be a light in this community for his coming and for people who are hungry for him I want them I love what I heard not too long ago when someone had shared with me that they stopped by the library at, at, at Trenton and they went up to the counter and they said excuse me we're looking for one of them fire churches and when she said she looked at the lady the librarian behind the counter said oh You've got to go to my church, Stratford Heights Church of God over in Middletown. And I want to tell you, I won't embarrass them, but those folks that were looking for the fire church are here this morning. And they've been here for a while because they found that this church is alive and well and real. And the power of God is here. That's what we want. I won't deny the power of God to please you. I want to be accepted in the community. I want to have good standing. I, I want people to like us. I, I really don't you know, want them to have a negative attitude towards us. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to please God long before I'm going to please man. Long before I please the people in this community. You see, I don't want a church that's good in name only. I want a church that's alive. I want to be a church that's on fire for the Lord. I, I want it to be that if anything happened to this old building that we put up here where the church meets, Notice how I put that. This old building where the church meets, I want it to be that if anything ever happens to this building, that because the church has been scattered and the church has no place to meet here at Stratford Heights, I want it to be that it is a a catastrophe for the city. You know why? Because I want it to be that this church has made an effect on every street and every alley, every part of our community, from Middletown to Carlisle to Franklin to Lebanon. I want us to have an effect on this community. I want people to know if you want to get to God or you want to find fire, you go up there on the hill at Stratford Heights and God is there. Amen, give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The worst thing that could happen to this church is if we disappeared jamie if we just disappeared off the map that they would just go on no difference they wouldn't even know anything happened that'd be the worst thing in the world if we ever disappeared in this community knew no difference we ought to have an effect on every part of this culture We ought to be everywhere we can go. It ought to be that you walk in Kroger's and they know who you are. It ought to be that when you walk in Olive Garden or you go down there to La Rosa's Pizza or wherever it is you choose to patronize, that when you walk in, they immediately know there's something different about you. And it ought not to be all about you. It ought not to be that you're so famous or that you're so talented or you're so good or you're so this or you're so that. How many of you know it ought to be that when they look at you, they go, Oh, there's one of those folks that's got the power of Jesus. Christ living through them they're lit up like a Christmas tree they are full of the power of God oh my goodness I ain't got I'm gonna do the rest of this tonight stand with me this morning uh, it's, it's like a fire shut up in my bones how many of you want to be the real deal we're a real church a spiritual house Lord make me a spiritual house make me a powerhouse make me real I want, to, I want to affect the change, see, if you're changing people, then it is, that can fail. You might get embarrassed. You might bring a reproach or shame on the body of Christ. But everywhere Jesus walks, Hans, if Jesus walks in the hospital, that's power that'll change someone. If Jesus is walking up Kroger's Isle, that, that changes someone. If Jesus is moving in our community and touching in and, and your school or wherever you work or wh- whatever's going on in your community if Jesus is walking through you the power and the righteousness of Christ living through you if that's happening there's change there's change, there's hope there's joy there's strength there's an answer for a world that is looking for that answer they're looking for something real I want to be a spiritual house. How many of you would say, I want to be a spiritual house this morning? With every head bowed and every eye closed, we begin with an invitation. Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know Him as your Savior? Do you have Him living again? Do you have that fire? Do you, do you know? I'm telling you, the greatest decision I ever made in my life was the night I accepted Christ. It changed me. I didn't want to do what I was going to do. I was headed towards business and marketing, moving to Tennessee, going to work for my uncle. It was going to be a great life. Man, I had it made already. And God changed me. I wanted to do something totally different. He moved in my life and transformed me. God wants to transform you, change your life, he wants to give you hope, and give you an answer, give you a destiny. God wants to perfect His plan. In your life. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, I want you to have that opportunity right now. I don't want you to leave this house without that, that relationship beginning with Him, that, that new start with Jesus. Are you here? And if you are, would you just slip up your hand and write back down, Pastor, I want to pray. I want to be saved today. Are you here? Is there anyone at all? Pastor, I want to be saved. I want to pray a prayer with you today to receive the Lord into my life. You're not rejecting me. It's not about anything like that. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life or it's not happening at all. Is he dealing with anyone here today? It's excellent to consider that everyone in here would know the Lord as their Savior. All right. Then we had the question earlier, how many want to be, want God to make you the house spiritual house of power praise to be the body to be an army how many want to move in that strength so many of you lifted your hand so we're going to pray right now would you just lift up both your hands like an antenna to god just to receive from the lord father we come to you we're asking you lord minister to your people touch by your power upon your life the the life that's here in this church every heart that has been made alive by Christ, every life that has been, that has tasted and they have seen that the Lord is good, I pray that you would touch them, grow them, mature them in the spirit, let them feel and sense and know the power of Almighty God. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Lord, raise up prophetesses. Raise up prophets. Raise up missionaries. Raise up Preachers and pastors, raise up ministers in our community. Touch those to serve, Lord, and to minister everywhere they go, every place that they are. Let them be known, God, for the power of God that's working through their lives. I pray for that empowerment. I pray for that ability to know you in great, great power to perform and to move for the kingdom of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this in the name of jesus christ and we receive it from you lord thank you for the completion of your work in us guide and direct our steps we pray in the mighty mighty name of jesus christ our pastors are going to come into the altar and as they do if you'd like special prayer before you leave here today i want you to know that we're here to pray with you in the meantime richard
1: amen amen what a wonderful message this morning We appreciate our pastor for bringing the word of God to us. We want to remind you one more time that there is a meet and greet. If you're new to our church in the last little while, you would like to come and meet our pastors, we'll be right across the lobby in the conference room. We'd love to meet you. And also, if you're new to our church, we invite you to go just down the hallway here to the information desk. If uh, you want to check by there, they have some information for our first-time guests, and uh, it'll be wonderful for you. We praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for all that he's done. We pray that you would just, uh, God, that he would have his way here. And we want you to be blessed and have a wonderful day. In, G- in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.
0: Jesus.